0: welcome in welcome in we are back we are back we've had a nice day of football uh i think some takes have been confirmed you know we've had some misses we've got some good ones but uh hey saquon barkley crushed today. that's all that matters so anyways that being said this is the week two waivers and stream show we will be here live every sunday night to get you ready for the following week so that being said let's just go ahead and get right into it. We're going to start things off with the quarterbacks. There's no priority ads at quarterbacks this week, in my opinion. I think there are some options this week if you are streaming quarterbacks. If you waited you know, and and you took a quarterback late, I do think there are some options here. First off, we have Carson Wentz. He is rostered in only 12% of leagues. They get a great matchup this week at Detroit. Uh, He did complete 27 of 41 passes for 313 yards and four touchdowns today. Also, two interceptions in that game. Uh, he at times, you know, we saw Carson Wentz. The, what what uh, frustrates him? Uh, what frustrates people more than anything was some bad decision making. But he also made some really nice plays as well. This is a very stacked offense with a lot of weapons. Uh, Curtis Samuel looked very good in this game. You had Jahan Dotson. You also had uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, who, who also played well in this game. So a uh, lot a lot of, a lot of uh, things to come away with this game. We also Antonio Gibson get a ton of targets, not something we saw, but this next week against Detroit, great matchup there. Matt Ryan goes on the road next week to Jacksonville, another great matchup. He was okay today. Uh, had over 350 passing yards, but only one touchdown in that game. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, was involved as well on the ground with over 160 rushing yards in that game. But great matchup for Matt Ryan, uh, still, still uh, pretty uh, available in over 50 percent of Yahoo leagues as well. Then you have Jameis Winston uh, versus Tampa Bay. Now this is a little bit more of a tougher matchup. He's a little bit further down, but you know, I do think that you know, with the pass catchers they have there, you know, this offense actually looked pretty good. At least the passing attack looked very good, but that was against Atlanta. Then you have Jared Goff on the other side of that game as well today he uh 21 for 37 for 215 two touchdowns and an int they almost pulled off the victory today against philadelphia but uh another option here at quarterback um you know next week there's not a great uh i don't think it's a great week to stream but if you are looking to stream quarterback uh these are kind of the options we'll be looking at robbie why don't you hit us with some of that running back goodness <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, it's always a good week when most of your your injuries are kind of lighter. You don't have a ton of, of guys going down long term wise. But with that said, there were a, a couple of injuries and you guys will see right there with the top priority ads for this week. The main one was Elijah Mitchell going down. And, and if you see the tape, it kind of looks like it's probably going to be an MCL injury. We'll wait for that to be confirmed with an MRI probably tonight or tomorrow morning. But um, that means probably, you know, a handful of weeks, you know, two to four. And if it's a serious tear with uh, maybe another ligament involved. that could be even longer, but that means it's, it's next man up and that next man up is Jeff Wilson. And so he is going to be your number one priority ad for running backs and probably just for waivers in general. Um, He he didn't do a whole ton with his work, but we've seen him have success before in this offense. And he is uh, that next man up and they get the, the Seahawks defense who I'm not really afraid of. So he's going to be my number one ad there. And then we also saw Najee Harris, Uh, get rolled up at the very end of that game he comes in with with kind of that that foot concern the liz frank injury is he going to be fine is he not going to be fine and then this is a kind of a separate little stretch of that foot He got up and walked on his own power, so it wasn't anything like he limped off, needed to be, uh, you know, ride a cart off the field or anything like that. So he says he's fine, but I think it's a wait and see. And and this was actually something I said on the Sunday morning show, is that Jalen Warren is a guy that you guys need to be adding. If you wanted to beat the waiver wire, you probably already listened and added him. If not, now you're going to have to fight for him a little bit. But he's a guy that, that needs to probably just be owned in general. He got all of the work after Najee Harris left. And then the third guy here for the priority ads is Rex Burkhead. I was very uh, bullish on my, hey, let's pump the brakes on Damian Pierce. We don't know his workload. He's still a day three back. This is a, a rougher offense, and they had a good um, opponent in the Colts. And it came to be that Burkhead was actually that guy and had pretty good production, right? He has 19 touches. Five of those were receptions. He played 72% of the snaps. Uh, he's probably a flex option most week, but I know that, Pierce eventually will work in more. And so I think that snap share will go down eventually. Uh, he gets a tough matchup against the Broncos here in week two. But with that pass catching, you, that's maybe something where you, where you like to see a tougher opponent because then he will be out there catching the passes. You can probably get four or five receptions again and a handful of carries. So he's a good stream option uh, for your flex position. And then if we go to the potential ads for your deeper leagues, Jordan Mason for the 49ers. If it's not Jeff Wilson, that next man up right behind him is going to be Jordan Mason. He beat out Trey Sermon. He beat out uh, Jamichael Hasty. He beat out Tyrion Davis-Price. And so he's actually kind of that running back, too, now in that offense. And he's kind of a clone of Jeff Wilson, just the speedster, a sub-4, 5-speed, hails out of Georgia Tech. So um, he's, he's a guy that you should absolutely add if you're in a deeper league. And then some of these other names, Dontrell Hilliard had two touchdowns, not a ton of work, but he basically was the third down back for the Titans, seven of 11 third downs. He was out there for four targets. He's a guy that you should just add, keep your eye on. If anything were to happen to Derrick Henry, he can add to that offense. And then Jamal Williams, he had 12 opportunities. And while that yardage wasn't great, he he got a lot of the red zone work. And so there's always going to be that touchdown potential with the Lions, especially because this offense is better now, they have their weapons back in Swift and Hawkinson, Amon Ross St. Brown was fantastic. So DJ Chark got a touchdown. So we have a, a more functioning Lions offense. So you want that red zone running back. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I threw on there, he wasn't fantastic, but he got 11 of the 15 running back carries and played over 50% of the snaps. So for the Ravens going forward until J.K. Dobbins is healthy, and we've heard, hey, it might be a couple of weeks. Lamar Jackson said it might be you know, close to a month. You know, So if he's still out, Kenyon Drake is that next man up, and if you're desperate, he should be that next guy for the Ravens. And then Kenneth Gainwell is the last guy in that grouping. He only had seven touchdowns, but he did find the end zone. Uh, Miles Sanders did look good, but we know that injury history with Miles Sanders. So Kenneth Gainwell is always going to be mixing in there, and he's a guy I like as kind of this – uh, handcuff plus he, he has a little bit of, of work on his own and then the the last tier for me here is the handcuff ads if you have the roster space Khalil Herbert looked fantastic uh, Isaiah Pacheco in, in kind of more garbage time duty but still a couple carries um, in, in the second and third quarter he looked really good you know Benjamin had a lot of fantastic carries on the other side of the football um, where they were getting beat um, and then Sona Michelle and Raheem Moser to a lesser lesser extent, those are real uh, guys that I'd be excited about if their starter were to get hurt, and and I would probably have them as running back twos or higher. Uh, so they need to be added if you have the roster space.
0: Yeah, I, I will say this really quickly, just uh, with the running backs, uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, he looked really good. Uh, now it was only I think what nine for forty five and a score, uh, but David Montgomery looked absolutely dreadful uh, that game. He did absolutely nothing. Uh, there in that game and then Isaiah Pacheco I would agree with uh, I think people will look at his, his line and say that he played well because he did have what almost 50 yards and a touchdown but most of that came on I think on that last drive that they had uh, it was it was kind of after the stars but CEH, people who drafted him uh, he played really well today got involved in the passing game goal line work that's something that we hadn't seen from him so if he can continue that he could end up being a steal there as well so uh, let's go ahead and jump over to the wide receivers and uh, we're going to start this thing off with uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, again, we're going to be talking about a couple commanders, wide receivers here. Curtis Samuel, rostered only 4% of leagues, eight receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. Uh, he played both at wide receiver and uh, got some run at running back as well. I think if this is the type of volume that we're going to see from him uh, you know, moving forward, then I think he would be a, a really, you know, a kind of a borderline wide receiver three. However, I think that you'll probably see a little bit less of this. He's not going to see 11 targets every single game, obviously. But if he's going to mix in at wide receiver and at running back, I think that makes him a little bit more valuable. Like he was hurt last year, just dealing with a ton of injuries. They kept trying to rush him back. He kept getting hurt. Now he's fully healthy. We, noticed, we know Curtis Samuel can be dynamic uh, as well. So I kind of like adding him um, I, I think some people maybe have Jahan Dotson a little bit ahead of him. But I think if he's gonna get this wide receiver and running back work, I think he makes a lot of sense as somebody that I really want to add. And I think next week against the Lions, he makes for a I think I think a decent wide receiver four option for people with kind of that flex play. Uh next up we have Joshua Palmer. We're gonna have to see with Keenan Allen if he if he if he, if he, if he, if he is Keaton Allen is forced to miss uh next week, week two. They play Thursday night against the Chiefs. So they have very quick turnaround. If Joshua Palmer or if Keenan Allen is, it does miss that time. Then I think Joshua Palmer makes for a really smart ad. He's only rostered 21 21 of leagues. He, but now he didn't do anything. Three receptions, five yards for four tu- for four targets. He didn't really do a whole lot here. But you know, this is a, a quick turnaround. And if, and if Keenan Allen is out, I think Joshua Palmer would make a lot of sense against the Kansas City Chiefs in what should be an absolute shootout on Thursday night. Next up, we have Traylon Burks. Uh, he's only rostered in forty six percent of leagues. I was kind of surprised that he was that he was rostered in that few of leagues, just because I felt like he was a guy that was kind of going in that like eleventh, twelfth round, kind of going around that Chris Olave. You know, type 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 of area, but uh here we are. So today, he had three receptions on five targets, fifty-five yards. This is another long-term play. I don't think this is somebody that you're going to you know pick up. You're going to start next week. But uh, I was just surprised he is he is rostered in so few leagues. So he definitely should be on people's radar. And I think he's going to be the wide receiver one uh, on this team. You know, if not now, uh especially moving forward. And then from there, Sterling Shepard. Uh, you know, if, when the guy's healthy, the guy produces every single time. Now, he didn't have, you know, a, a, this huge, like, uh, mar- or huge target day. He only had two receptions, but he had 71 yards and a score on only four targets, but he has a very good chemistry with Daniel Jones. And so that's why I put him as a priority ad over his time. He scored something over like, it's over like 15 PPR points per game with Daniel Jones, whatever, whenever he's healthy. So as long as these two are healthy on the field, there's a lot of, uh, you know, concerns, you know, we, you know, we loved love Canary's Tony heading in the year today. He didn't do anything today. He had a couple of carries. I don't think he even had a single target. And so, you know, Kenny Galladay is washed, and so I really like Sterling Shepard. You know, I think he's kind of a decent wide receiver three, wide receiver four moving forward in this offense as long as he can stay healthy. Next up, we have Jacoby Myers. Listen, this Patriots offense looked dreadful, which isn't surprising because that's all we heard all preseason in training camp was how bad this offense looked. But Jacoby Myers, um, 38% rostered, four receptions, 55 yards, and six targets. He led the team in targets, yards, and receptions. And he, this is exactly what he did last year. He performed, he performed the same way he did last year. He was the leading target getter in New England last year. And he's going to be uh, uh, you know, moving forward as well. So only rostered in 38% of leagues. He finishes the top 36 wide receiver last year. I think he could do that again this year. So I really like Kobe Myers. I don't know why. He's not higher. I get it. He's on a bad offense. But he's going to see targets in a PPR format. That's all that really matters. And then we have Isaiah McKenzie rostered in 51% of leagues uh he uh you know i think he missed some time early in that game because he had a pass he should have caught it, it bounced out of his hands and it was intercepted and so i think he didn't say he didn't play it for a little while but he is still he still out snapped james crowder 25 to 18 caught two of three for 19 yards and he did score a touchdown later on in that game so he did get some more action so He he looks to be the starting slot wide receiver. He is going to miss. He's going to mix in a little bit with James Crowder. But this is a very high-powered offense, one that's going to throw the ball a ton, and so I want action on that. So Isaiah McKenzie doesn't make a lot of sense. Jarvis Landry, forty-two percent, seven receptions on nine targets for one hundred and fourteen yards. He led the team in targets, receptions, and yards as well. But I think moving forward, I think I think he's going to be a little bit harder to trust because Michael Thomas looked to seem to kind of gain more uh, chemistry with this offense in the second half, and he scored a couple touchdowns. So uh, I like Jarvis Landry PPR formats in a standard league I wouldn't be looking at Jarvis Landry but you know if we if we see more uh you know this type of game where where they're going to throw the ball a ton I think Jarvis Landry is going to see targets now the rest of these guys uh, are are more you know that a little bit deeper leagues 12 maybe even 14 team leagues not every one of these guys should be rostered but Jahan Dotson I could have had him up here at a priority ad. I kind of went back and forth with it he had three receptions 40 yards but he did score two touchdowns on five targets, it wasn't a dominant game in terms of opportunities, but he certainly made the most of them with his two touchdowns. He was fourth on the team in targets in this game, but long term, I right, we like Jahan Dotson. He is a very good route runner uh, coming out of Penn State. It was a first round pick. The only concern really with this offense was. Where are we going to be able to see Carson Wentz be able to sustain multiple pass catchers? He was able to do it today. Will he be able to do it moving forward? We will see. But I think Jahan Dotson is a very good player to invest in. Only rostered in 23% of leagues. Devin Duvernay. I was surprised he was rostered in 31% of leagues. Uh, that really threw me off. I, I just there was nobody talking about Devin Duvernay this offseason. So why he's rostered in 31% of leagues? Now he is the wide receiver two in Baltimore. He caught four targets. Uh, all four of his targets, 54 yards and two touchdowns. He's going to be volatile on a week-to-week basis. But I think he could prove to be uh, more useful depending on the matchup. So don't mind rostering him in deeper leagues, but he's not somebody that I think is any sort of priority whatsoever. And then Romeo Dobbs, four, uh, four, receptions on, or four catches, 37 yards on five targets. He led the team in targets today. He's not really a priority ad for me but i think he's somebody that in a 12-team league or higher that i would definitely look at because i think you know that he's somebody that could end up uh, developing more and more rapport with aaron Rodgers. we saw christian watson today drop a drop a pass that which is exactly what christian watson does he did have the same problem in college which is a very reason why people uh, comped him to market as valid as scantling both of them had those same issues not great hands he's a he's a, he's a physical specimen christian watson is but I, I just don't know, uh, you know if, this, uh, if long-term, especially if he continues to drop passes, Aaron Rodgers is, is not going to trust him. So I like uh, Romeo Dobbs. Lastly, let's talk about a couple more guys. Uh, Robbie Anderson, five receptions, 102 yards at a score. That looks a little bit better than really what his day was. He only had 27 yards heading into the fourth quarter until he hauled in a 75-yard touchdown. That's Robbie Anderson. That's what you're going to expect from him. He's going to be hard to trust on a week-to-week basis. He did see eight targets, which is encouraging. But I think, you know, overall, you know, had do you take away that one touchdown? It certainly would have been a pretty bleak day for him. But I don't mind taking a shot on him. You know, Baker Mayfield looked okay today. Kind of looked very much like Baker Mayfield. But uh, with that being said, let's move on to Greg Dorch. Uh, 1%. Everybody listened to the you know the DFS DJ Nation we were talking about him. He was somebody that we wanted to play this week because we knew that he was going to be the starting slot wide receiver, seven receptions on nine targets for 63 yards. He was the he was the Cardinals top target getter with Rondell Moore out. Uh he also tied Marcus uh, Marquise Brown and, and routes run as well on this team. Uh the the Cardinals will take on the Raiders on the road next week. We'll see if Rondell Moore is out. Because if Rondell Moore is back, I think he slides back into the slot, and that probably pushes Greg Dortch out. But uh, that's kind of something we'll have to monitor. That's why I don't think he's any sort of priority. But if he is, he's going to be the starting slot wide receiver, and we saw how many targets he got. There's not a lot of uh, pass catchers here in this offense right now with Rondell Moore out, DeAndre Hopkins suspended. So like Greg Dortch, uh, especially in PPR formats. Lastly, we have DJ Chark and Corey Davis. Uh, DJ Chark, 40% rostered, four receptions, eight targets, 52 yards, and a score. Uh, he, he, he appears to be locked in as one of the top targets here in Detroit, especially with Jamison Williams uh, uh, Nan- coming back from injury right now. Uh, I think he has some flex appeal against the Commanders next week, so don't mind taking a look at him. Corey Davis, nine targets today, 77 yards. He led the team reception in reception and yards. He's kind of a low-end wide receiver three, possibly wide receiver four against the Browns. He's probably the leading target getter here for this team. They did sign him to a decent contract. Uh, he, he's not really exciting. He's not a sexy name. But in PPR format, it's another guy that I don't mind taking a shot on. So that's the wide receivers. Uh, I just wanted to go through all of them. Uh, We had a lot to talk about here, but uh, those are the guys that I wanted to get to. Robbie, hit us with the tight ends.
1: Real, real quick, if they are not picked up in your league and they are on waivers, Tyler Boyd I think is really interesting. If you have a shorter, maybe 10-team league, he's out there in a handful of leagues. I think he's 67% rostered, so you're getting up there. But still, if he's out there, T. Higgins most likely to miss. He should be one of your top, probably the top uh, wide receiver ad. Oh, and then, yeah. yep, Yep, yeah. and then Michael Gallup. Um, names that you probably just didn't have the threshold to, to name, but I wanted to name just because, especially with T. Higgins going out, uh, Tyler Boyd, and, and then you you hit on Jahan Dotson. He's looking really good, man. Both of those catches were fantastic. I just want to pump him up a little bit more. I'm really excited about what he can do there uh, in that offense. And I don't expect Curtis Samuel to be getting 11 targets week in week out. So let's round out with the tight ends here. Uh, the only real priority add for me is, is the guy I was kind of pumping all week. If you had a George Kittle and you needed to pivot, uh, you you were unsure uh, of. A, what late round tight end to grab. I was pumping up Gerald Everett, right? We have a chargers offense that is just going to be explosive. And and there's a chance where Justin Herbert could throw 45 touchdowns this season. And and I think a, a lot of that will be on his red zone guy. So that's Mike Williams and then Gerald Everett right behind him. So if Keenan Allen is out all the more, uh, all the more potential for Gerald Everett to have a good uh, game here against the Chiefs. This is a game that is most likely going to need a lot of passing to keep up with that offense that we saw uh, just rub the Cardinals here. And so if he's only 27% rostered, in my opinion, that needs to absolutely flip with David Njoku. Uh, He was 71% rostered and and did nothing. And so I I want to see Gerald Everett, you know, getting that 70% rostered. Um, and then here, here's a credit to you, Kev. You talked a little bit about Taysom Hill, and, and he should be a potential add. Um, and you said that on the Wednesday show, I believe. And while I don't expect him to get 81 yards on four carries, that's, that's probably not going to happen the rest of the season. He's used in enough different ways where he can just get you a little bit of points. Maybe he throws a pass or two. He gets a couple rushes. He gets a couple catches. And all of a sudden, he's more valuable than a lot of these streaming, streaming tight ends. And so that's why I have him on this list. Um, I just think he's an interesting gadget play if you are um, at trouble with tight end. Um, Tyler Higby is another name. I'm not going to go chasing the 11 targets because I know some of that is going to be funneled now to Allen Robinson after he was pretty uninvolved week one. But this team is going to have to pass a little bit more than they want to. That run game is not going to be what I think we all expected. I know it's just one week, but uh, that line is just going to struggle a little bit more, I think, than we initially thought. And so this adds Tyler Higby kind of as that third option behind both Cup and Allen Robinson. Hayden Hurst, he had eight targets uh, this past game. Decent production, and that was with T. Higgins playing, you know, for a quarter and a half. So, again, no T. Higgins. I I give a little boost up for Hayden Hurst, who already had um, a good game and then has a really nice streaming ability against the Dallas defense. And then Robert Tunyon is the last name there. He's got uh, five targets this past game if Lazard comes back, maybe that puts a little bit of cold water on it, but uh, they go up against the bears and this defense was not as great as it used to be. They had a decent game against Trey Lance, but he absolutely struggled in the conditions and with his accuracy. Um, So Robert Tunyon, there is a, is a late round flyer.
0: Yeah. And so uh, there it is. That's the, that's the, that's the list. Obviously, obviously obviously, obviously the names are going to be a little bit higher uh, where where we're at because it's week one and, you know, we, now we're starting to get some, actually, information, some intel. One thing I'll say, uh, I'll leave people with this. Do not overreact to one week of information, okay? Whether uh, your player struggled really uh, really, really poorly, you know, and did not play very well, maybe didn't get as much opportunities, whatever. We, we need more information than this, okay? It's just one week. Obviously, these are kind of the names. Some of these names are names we probably already should have expected. People have already talked about before this. Other ones, you know, might be only a week or two name, right? So to, to right now, I will say, that as of right now, there's no, like, you need to go out and drop all of your waiver or all of your fab or number one waiver party. Like you need to go all in on this week, at least for me right now. Now, if we get some information on some of these news, maybe we'll get a little more information from here. But as of right now, I just wanted to say, do not overreact to just one week because things are going to change. Right. And so, uh, you know, we, we saw it after the Thursday night, right? It was cam makers and Allen Robinson. They're dead. They're, they're You should, should we just drop those players? Like, no, you don't do that. You, you spent, you spent, uh, you know, heavy draft capital on some of these guys. Let things play out a little bit. Some of these teams I knew were going to look poorly this week because, because of the fact that a lot of these teams didn't practice or didn't do any not practice, but didn't do any training camp or didn't do it, play any preseason games. And so, you know, so they get no action whatsoever. This is some of them are their first game action uh, you know, of the year. And so things are gonna take a little time to to iron out, to smooth out a little bit. And so don't overreact to one week of data.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. And I, I think that's where you guys can jump into the discord and have these conversations with us. Like, hey, I didn't like how this player didn't perform. Should I be dropping them? And most of the time, we're going to say no. Let's let's give them some time. Let's give them a couple of weeks before we make that rash decision. And if it's a couple of bench guys where they didn't perform, maybe that's where you can pivot and, and look to these waiver options that we just laid out here. So absolutely jump in there and let's have some conversations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So anyways, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I know people want to get back to the second half of the Bucks and, and Cowboys game. You know, we already got a, a, a Cowboys fan here and Robbie, you know, with a little star on, on his chest. So anyways, uh, you know, week two is, uh, is upon us. And so we will be getting ready for that. We'll be live again on Wednesday uh, for your uh, start set. You'll also have your rankings. Our uh, rankings will be out as well on Wednesday. So a lot of a lot of good stuff coming out this week. So keep it locked in here. If you're not already jumping into the Discord, we will see you guys on the next one. Bye.